you feel like you're stuck or find yourself attracting the same type of relationships and negative experiences or just not manifesting what you want in life, welcome to Heal Your Story. I'm your host, Heidi Dallaire. Here we discuss all things life, love, relationships, the relationship with yourself, and the stories we tell about ourselves and others. I help people get out of their busy heads and get back in touch with their heart space to learn self-love and help heal their story. I'm a heart space and relational coach, a holistic health practitioner, and author at HeidiDelaire.com and LoveWideOpen.com. Let's go hold some heart space together. Hey all, welcome to Heal Your Story, episode 102. Today I'd like to talk about the many faces of trauma. While although I'm only going to talk about probably four categories of trauma, trauma is so hard to categorize. Uh, And we tend to do it on a psychological level and to try and explain things and as humans, we like to put things in categories, but there's trauma happens to every single one of us at some point in our lives. And we will, depending on the trauma, do whatever we can to stuff it down, shove it as far away as possible until one, we can deal with it until two, it festers to the point of it needs to be healed. You know, I've read so many books on trauma because I am a trauma survivor and I am a body worker. I am a coach. I am a holistic healthcare practitioner, spiritual guide that while understanding to heal my own trauma and my own physical and emotional manifestations of trauma, I now help others do the same. But what I want you to understand is that there's no actual hierarchy of trauma. While we, while events can be hierarchical, like war, or I got in a car accident. Those are hierarchical in how we deal with that sort of trauma. But if you have enough of the smaller traumas in life, they can add up to be a large trauma. Our nervous system takes on this pressure. We take on this pressure of what the hell do I do with this? And especially when it comes across in childhood, we do the body, the body takes over and it will do whatever it can right before the incident, during the incident and after to eradicate it almost, to compartmentalize it and put it somewhere that we can continue to function and keep moving forward. Yet that wound is still attached to us. We oftentimes put it somewhere in a vault that we can't access because it's too much to handle. And 
it can manifest in our body in ways of chronic illness, fibromyalgia, uh, chronic um, body pain, that when we have these chronic body things that are starting to happen, it's this underlying emotional and psychological thing that is trapped in our tissues, literally trapped in our tissues in a nervous system that says, I can't hold this anymore. And then it then gets processed in this body manifestation that all this pain starts to happen because it's trying to be released. It's like, I have to come out and be dealt with. And so the bigger part of what I'm going to talk about here and the thing that I want you to remember and really take hold of is that our body keeps the score as Dr. Kolk, you know, an amazing and fantastic book about trauma and what the body does. Your body keeps the score for trauma and it will continue to manifest in many dis-ease diseases, right? When we have trauma, we go into a state of dis-ease and it can manifest in dis-ease. All right, so I'm just going to try to drop right in. I'm only going to talk about four larger parts of trauma right now, but I want you to understand that the work I do with people, even though they don't even understand a lot of the times that we're working on such a past event that has then caused them all of the issues that have taken them through life. It is a trauma of some sort, whether large or small. And, you know, the humanness of many people is like, oh man, you know, that's not trauma. We can't judge someone else's trauma. Every individual is different and their nervous system is different and how it's collected and stored and small traumas can collect and store and then be portrayed or pushed into our bodies as one large trauma. So you can't categorize someone else's pain. You can't say my pain is greater than yours. I mean, people do, but there's no point in that. It's, hey, you have something going on. Focus on inside and healing that pain and then be compassionate to other people's pain. All right, here we go. Um, I'd like to take a look at four of the many types of trauma. Emotional trauma can cause a sense of hopelessness, edginess, anxiety, and inability to sleep or to focus. Uh, it can lead to a pattern of self-neglect. It can lead to patterns of body pain. Many of us experience symptoms of trauma, but have no specific traumatic event to connect these feelings of anxiety or depression, which often causes feelings of confusion or guilt. So you may find yourself thinking others are worse off or have been through something more injurious than you. 
You may even think you don't have a right to be unhappy. This is simply untrue. Trauma is experienced in many forms. There are times when we don't even know that an event has been traumatic to us. When most of us hear the word trauma, we think of situational trauma like the acute trauma experienced by exposure to a single overwhelming event such as car accident, assault, war, or sudden unexpected loss of a loved one. Or we might think of a situational trauma that is complex and results from prolonged exposure to traumatic events such as childhood abuse, family violence, multiple military deployments. However, there are many forms of trauma that are not rooted in a single event or multiple exposures to traumatic events. Psychologists have identified more than half a dozen major types of trauma. I want to talk about four of them in a larger scale. And at some point, yes, I will dive in much deeper. So let's talk about generational trauma. Generational trauma is also called intergenerational trauma or transgenerational trauma and occurs when the uh, coping mechanisms of trauma experienced by an older generation are passed down through a family in a way that affects the emotions and behaviors of family members at each younger generation. Consider parents who went through the Great Depression and felt the hunger and the scarcity of food. That generation might cope by developing a need to always have an abundance of food. The importance placed on food within their family might find younger generations with a great attachment to cooking, preparing food to provide to neighbors and loved ones. However, they might also be prone to develop habits of overeating or hoarding. The younger generations carry anxiety about food security and scarcity in general, even though they never experienced a lack of food. This is because the coping mechanisms of the generation that experienced the trauma were passed down in much the same way you might carry on a superstition you learned from your grandmother as a child. I'd now like to talk about a broader scope of either historical trauma or collective trauma. And even though these are two separate things, I'm going to talk about them kind of interchangeably because they, they, they go hand in hand. They're often used interchangeably, though they are not quite the same. Uh, historical trauma refers to massive group trauma, such as genocide and war. Examples of historical trauma are the Holocaust, or the violent colonization of the Native Americans. Collective traumas are the psychological effects that form the identity of a group of people. Collective trauma can also be understood by a crisis of meaning. For example, the LGBT youth of today might never experience the same fear and discrimination of the generations before them, but they may carry an identity of separateness, not fitting in, and self-hatred. What we have been going through in the last few years can be classified as both historical and collective trauma. Slavery in the United States is found in both of these categories, and you will have seen as bubbling up 
in many ways, trying to be healed. I'd now like to move into vicarious trauma. This often refers to service providers in a position that integrates them with their patients or clients' trauma. This could be a therapist, first responder, or even local veterinarians witnessing the loss of their client's beloved family pet again and again. The repeated exposure to the pain and suffering of others is disturbing and absorbed over time in such a way that the provider may experience feelings of depression or anxiety or hopelessness. You know, the internet has opened us all to a plethora of information, which includes coverage of pain and suffering worldwide. And that exposure has an emotional impact because it's a reminder that we have our own pain and suffering inside. So if you are experiencing the symptoms of trauma, but cannot isolate anything in your own history that may be attributing to it, it is very likely that you're experiencing vicarious trauma. And the effects of vicarious trauma can be just as harmful as experiencing trauma firsthand. There are many forms of trauma that can reside within these larger classifications that have been discussed. And in any of those classifications, someone can have acute trauma, chronic trauma, or complex trauma. That is a discussion for another day and another podcast. But I wanted to open up the discussion now because we have been experiencing world events that is a collective trauma for all of us that may be triggering our own individual traumas that we are unaware that have been held within our nervous system for so long that need healing. So I please ask you to seek the help of someone who can help you unpack your traumatic event if you are suffering at all because of it. And sometimes you don't even know where to start. And that just happens with a discussion. That can be a therapist, that can be a coach, that can be a spiritual healer or guide, that can be a holistic health practitioner, that can be your MD. It can, it can happen for you in many different ways. The big point is to recognize it within yourself. Your body may be screaming in chronic pain or psychological pain, anxiety, depression, overwhelm, anger, like abrupt anger, frustration. It can manifest in so many different ways. But I ask you to not ignore it because if it's bubbling up for you, it's time to heal it within yourself so that then you can add your own healing to the healing of the collective. I invite you to sign up for a Heal Your Story Strategy session. If you are dealing with anxiety and overwhelm from any 
toxic relationship and multiple toxic relationships that you have dealt with from childhood through adult romantic relationships that has caused you to feel like you have stuffed your emotions so far down and pulled yourself so far away from other people that you no longer recognize yourself. You don't trust your own decisions and you don't any longer feel seen, heard, or valued within your connections to other people. Reach out. I'd like to help. And if it's not me, reach out to a therapist or someone else on your path and start down the road of healing yourself. I am sending you so much love during this time of increased pressure in the world. I am sending so much love out to those who are in suffering and pain, who are innocent in what is happening to them. And you have probably heard in my voice that I am on the verge of tears through this entire podcast today. Uh, I'm a feeler. That's who I am, and that's what I know. And all I can say is that I hold you gently in your healing process, and I also hold you tightly in love. Bye for now. Sending lots of love. Thank you for listening to another episode of Heal Your Story. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me, my coaching services, my book, or book a Heal Your Story strategy session at HeidiDelaire.com. For other self-development articles, go to LoveWideOpen.com. And you can also follow me at Heidi Dallaire or Love Wide Open on all social media channels. Thanks so much. Sending lots of love.